Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, hello, loves. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. We've made it to midweek, mitvok, and uh, good to be with you. And had a wonderful time last night, an absolutely phenomenal time uh, last night. Back to the bars, one of my local favorite groups. They did one of their boat cruises on the Miss Buffalo. So sorry that not everybody could get on that boat, but uh, it was a sellout, uh, as, as the case would be. But I had the great honor and distinction and privilege of being able to introduce back to the bars before their first set and before their second set. And it was almost as cool as introducing the Beach Boys. Let's just let's just say that. It was almost that cool. It was it was right up there uh, in the pantheon of things that I have enjoyed doing. So I hope that you are having a wonderful day. And uh, basically, last night I was in a state of I would say bliss and ecstasy. Uh, put up a couple of pictures on the Bowerly on WBEN Facebook page, so you can see the wonderful weather we had. A beautiful view of the skyline of Buffalo. Beautiful view of the water. And whenever I look at the pictures, I understand exactly why Tim Wenger. Tim Wenger is a water baby. In fact, I'm pretty sure that Tim was born with water wings many years ago. Um, and I, I get why he loves sailing into Buffalo so much because of the skyline and because of the way everything is laid out. And it was just a magnificent trip. And to make it even better, they were doing Cheerios last night. They were doing Cheerios. So on a couple of occasions, as we drifted past the wafting air of the Cheerios, uh, we were all treated to the sudden desire for milk and cookies and cereal. So good to have you with us on this uh, beautiful day in Buffalo and Western New York. So many things into which we're going to go. And I just want to once again thank you so much and so kindly for all of the calls we took yesterday on motorcycles. Uh, because the quality of phone callers was absolutely excellent. And no, you, you don't have to agree with me for me to consider you to be an excellent phone caller. I'm not going to lie. It doesn't hurt. <clears throat> but, hey, I'm only human. But, uh, no, the calls yesterday were absolutely sensational, and I see no reason why that can't continue today. And uh, I'd like to go down a road that I don't think I've ever been down before. Yes, occasionally. I like to speak Canadian. I hope you'll forgive me for that. But uh, in our lives, we have all had, I think, underappreciated jobs. Have we not? Jobs that 
you feel as though you are totally 100% unappreciated or underappreciated at what you do. And I don't know that I've ever done this as a topic, and we'll decide as the program moves on whether or not that was a mistake or actually uh, fortuitous good luck. But, you know, I think back to uh, some of the crappy jobs that I've had in my life, just as you've had in your life. And uh, this story, I know I've told you this story before, but it's kind of a good entree into the topic of jobs where you were taken for granted, jobs that uh, you, I don't want to say you were abused, but jobs that uh, you uh, felt less than fully appreciated. How's that? And I think when I look back on it, the worst job, and, and look, Compared to what some of you have to do for a living, I consider this kind of a blessing. The worst job I ever had was working at a car wash. Yes, working at a car wash. And no, it was not the Jim Croce song at all, working at the car wash blues. It was a... Uh, it was a smaller car wash. It wasn't one of the big franchises, and I'm sure you know of what I am speaking, but that was a job that made me feel totally unappreciated. Now, I know exactly what some of you are thinking because I'd be saying the same thing. Well, wait a minute, Tom. You got paid. There's your appreciation right there. And you know what? That's a fair argument. You got paid. There's your appreciation. It's called a paycheck. But uh, the the thing that used to get me about working at the car wash was the uh, they people actually did this. I could not make this up in a million years, nor would I ever do that to you. I'd never be disingenuous about something like this. But uh, as as you know, uh, now tips, everybody wants a tip for everything. You get in an Uber, a tip. You get in a Lyft, a tip. Uh, you go out and see a, a band and tip. And yes, I did leave a tip for Big Sauce Trio last Thursday night at Sorrentino's because they were just excellent. Sean Ducherer and the guys in the band just knocked it out of the park. But we have jobs from time to time in our lives where we feel un or under appreciated. For me, it was the car wash. And I would like to give you a specific example of how people in car washes are abused. Would you like to hear the story? Well, unfortunately, unless you turn the dial, you're going to be subjected to the story. Believe it or not, and I I know that this is very, very difficult to conceive of, but there would be people who would make a big show when, when they would be going into the car wash and they'd get out of the car wash and you'd take these really dried and crinkly towels to wash down uh, to to dry off the car, if you will, and you'd have these guys, maybe one every 20 customers or thereabouts, and they used to reach into their wallet, they'd make a big dramatic show out of it, and they'd whip out a crisp $5 bill, and you thought to yourself as the car wash dryer, you thought to yourself, well, I really need to do a great job on this particular car because this person appreciates my skill. This person appreciates the talent. This person appreciates the uh, fine decorating that goes into drying his car. And it was always men, by the way. I should point this out. But what would happen after they'd make this big show about reaching into the wallet and pulling out a crisp $5 bill. In fact, in those days, in the 1970s, if somebody brought out a fresh $2 bill or a couple of single dollar bills, 
uh, you would say to yourself, wow, my $2.35 an hour just went up to $4.35 an hour. My goodness, could probably raise a family on that. And believe it or not, I kid you not, almost every single person who made a big show out of reaching into the wallet and slowly withdrawing the cash and stretching it out just a little bit, um, you would do the best job ever on their automobile. Oh, you would make sure the front grill was dry, the headlights were dry, any bug grease was removed from the car, and it was looking absolutely sensational. Then they would drive off into the sunset. Do you have any idea? I, I, look, we all go through various things in life, and on the great scale of things that suck, I realize this is not even in the top 100. But when you're a 15-year-old kid or a 16-year-old kid, however old I was working at the car wash, you know, those extra $2 an hour, uh, they, they can add up. They can make you feel very, very important. Like, my goodness, I've achieved status in life. And they bring out the money. And you do this great job drying the car, and they would just drive away. And they knew what they were doing. I don't claim to be psychic. I don't claim to have mind-melding abilities. But they literally, <laughs> they literally would pull out the money, and they would make sure that you saw the money. This is going to be a tip for me, baby. This is going to be a tip. And then at the end of the dry... You'd walk over to the table or to the uh, driver's side window and you would expect to receive a nice little gratuity and they would just drive right off. And I know it sounds really stupid, but believe it or not, when when you're a teenager back in the 1970s and somebody is waving two, three, four, maybe even five dollars at you. That's a big deal. That was like a concert T-shirt back in the day. How many of you paid uh, $5 or $10 for your Jethro Tull Aqualung T-shirt? Okay. Well, uh, that used to be one of the greatest sources of annoyances ever working at the car wash. That and almost stepping in the gear and losing a foot. That, That was a real big one too. But have you ever had a job where you have felt totally unappreciated, underappreciated, and totally taken for granted. And I think this is an excellent topic today because this radio station, we've spent some time uh, during the past few shows, uh, whether it's on my show or David Bellavia or Joe Beamer sitting in or whomever, uh, talking about the fact that America has become a nation of tip jars. Everywhere you go, there is a tip jar, and the tip jar has become ubiquitous. It is everywhere. And to see people intentionally mislead you and lie to you as if you are going to receive a fine professional gratuity only to drive off into the sunset, I'm not going to lie, it was somewhat disheartening. So have you had a job that made you feel totally unappreciated, underappreciated, taken for granted, or has exposed you to the worst of human behavior. Now, 
I understand when I say worst of human behavior, we're not talking about Ted Bundy. We're not talking about John Wayne Gacy. We're talking about just people doing things for God knows what reasons. But the interesting thing, though, at the same job, we used to have to pump gas. Notice how I separated those words very carefully. We used to have to pump gas. There was one fella in a Corvette in the late 1970s, and he would literally say, keep the change. There might have been $5 change coming back, and he would always say, ah, just go ahead, keep the change. So it also exposed me to the best part of human nature. But the job you've had where you have felt the most taken advantage uh, taken advantage of and um, how you how you dealt with the disappointment, the wrangling of your feelings and channeling them into something somewhat positive after you think you're going to get a tip and you don't. 803-0930 is the phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone and 1-800-616-WBEN. Don't worry, one of these days we're going to put a tip jar on the Bowerly on WBEN Facebook page and uh, I'll, I'll split it up with Josh Schmidt if that's okay with you guys. You all right with that, Josh? A little tip jar on the Facebook page? That would be page? fantastic. Would you, I, I think it would be. It w- You, Jimmy Love... We could have a, a tip jar for Tim Wenger. What do you think about that? The producer's fund. <laughs> All right. Let's get to some calls. 803-0930, star 930, and uh, 1-800-616-WBEN. Let's lead off with John in Tonawanda. John, uh, the job that you most felt, I don't know, taken advantage of, you, you most felt like you weren't respected, what was it? Yeah, so when I was in high school and college, I was a busboy. And uh, for this for this job, uh, we could not get tips from customers, but we got tipped out from the servers. And uh, I'll never forget it. I was maybe 18, 19 years old. Um, it was a busy day, you know, doing, doing, doing my job. We had um, 13 servers on. And at the end of our shifts as busboys, we'd put out, like, a bag in the kitchen, and they would all put in, like, like, like their tips, you know, a few bucks here. Um, we had 13 servers on at, and at the end of the day, my tips was $11. $11. Yep. And there was who, 13 servers. Who, who was holding out on you? Everybody? I would imagine, um, servers, I think at this restaurant were kind of greedy. Um, and since, since, since that day I had gone to the manager, I said, you know what? Put me in the in, in the. I'll be like a cook, you know. And I made way more money, but um, I'll never ever forget that. How did you uh, broach this with your fellow workers? I mean, these days you could go to human relations, but back then there wasn't such a thing as human relations. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I just kind of I, I was still kind of new. Um, I was like a young kid. The servers were in like their 20s, and you know, in college. Um, so I just didn't bother to, uh, you know, raise a fit. I said, you know what, I'll be, I'll be a cook from now on. And uh, that's how it kind of worked out. So actually improved your financial bottom line. As far as the uh, pain in the butt customers, and thank you, by the way, for not mentioning the names of any restaurants. That's not the important thing, obviously. But um, were there certain uh, customer behaviors that kind of put you off the deep end? 
Um, not, not for me personally. I mean, there's, there's plenty of stories where, um, servers will, will get, you know, a table of 10 people, they'll, they'll give them excellent service and they'll maybe get a $5 tip, sometimes 10 bucks and the bill's like $150. Um, that oh. was very common. Um, and then, you know, there, there were some stories where, uh, I remember one time we had a server, her first, her first name was Dallas. And uh, she got some trucker guys from Texas, and uh, they were just like they loved the fact that her her name was Dallas, and uh, she got like a hundred twenty dollar tip, and uh, she never stopped talking about that. So it goes both ways. And when she got the hundred and twenty dollar tip, you'll you'll forgive me because as much as I've eaten in restaurants, I'm not entirely familiar with how the uh, tip thing is broken down at the end of the night. Was the server supposed to share that amongst the crew, amongst the bussers, amongst the cooks, et cetera? No. So um, the way the system worked was the servers would tip the uh, busboys, and I think the bartenders, too. They would give them a small percentage. Um, I think after I left, they said it, it, it had to be at least 5%, but I think because what happened to me happened to a lot of people. Um, but the servers, I mean, they would keep most of their tips. They would uh, tip out the busboys and the bartenders. The cooks made a, enough where we didn't have to get tips. Um, but I mean, if she she could have spent, you know, five bucks from the one from like the one twenty, um, that's her discretion. But yeah. So what what did that do, just out of curiosity, for your morale? I mean, every job, believe it or not, even this job. Um, there are morale issues. If you feel as though you've done a great show, obviously, you know, you're riding high. You feel as though I've informed people and maybe even made them laugh. But when you're talking about a restaurant situation, what, what are some of the morale busters that are out there? Like relative to getting like a low tip or just like a bad day at work? Uh, either or. Oh, I don't know. I mean, uh, working in, in a kitchen for seven years, um, there were some bad days, you know, you're, you're sweat like a pig. The kitchen's like 110 degrees. Um, but you kind of have your coworkers cause you're all kind of going through it. There's, there's like the camaraderie, right? So you get bad days, but you, you have your coworkers, but, um, there's not much that can be said when you work your butt off and you get 13 servers on and you get $11 that, that, I mean, I, I told you that, that like the day it happened, I said, get me off bus boy duty. I'll go be, 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 be a cook. Um, so, I mean, it, it can, you know, it can kill your morale for sure. And and the employer was accommodating to your request for a transfer to different duties? Yeah, it took it took about a month. They had to get, uh, wait for an opening, but I did I did get it, and I loved it. I love being a cook. I'm not a cook now, but if, if I won the lottery, I'd be a cook. If you won the lottery. Now, if you won the lottery, sir, you'd have people coming over to hand cook your own meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. This is true. Yeah, if I won the Powerball, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're personal, your personal chef. That's uh, that's the one extravagance I think I would allow myself if I ever won big money in the lottery would be, okay, I now have a personal chef. Uh, right now, the personal chef is called uh, Dave Schutte and Creekview Restaurant. Um I thank you uh, very much uh, for the phone call, sir. I appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon. 27 minutes after uh, 2 at News Radio 930 WBEN. The jobs that you have had where you have felt totally 
un- or underappreciated by managers, by customers. Just don't name the business. You can say a restaurant. You can say a retail place. But just don't name the specific place because I don't need to be on the phone after 6 o'clock tonight explaining to corporate lawyers why I let something out over the air that I shouldn't have let out over the air. You know, we've we've all been there. It's Bowerly, News Radio 930 WBEN on a glorious Wednesday, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Having a little bit of fun today and kind of like highlights for children. We're having fun with a purpose. We're educating people, and that's a good thing. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. See, one of the things I love about my boys in Back to the Bars, and no, I'm not their PR guy, and I don't get anything for talking about them on the radio. That would be so wrong. But they have such an eclectic mix of music. It is absolutely sensational. I mean, they'll go from Zeppelin to Yes to uh, Seals and Crofts. <laughs> it's just amazing. Anyway, uh, welcome to the program. Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, working for a living. It's something we all have to do. And at various points in your life, I'm sure that you've had a job where you felt as though you were abused by your employer. I don't mean like the kind of abuse that you'd see Lindsay Corn over. I mean, the, the, I mean, people weren't very nice to you on the job. Let's put it this way. They weren't very nice to you on the job, and uh, you felt as though your employer did not appreciate the valiant efforts that you made to make sure that every customer was happy. And what is the most uh, undervalued job you have ever had? And I want to expand that question and ask, when you see somebody doing X for a living, you feel sorry for them. And 
it, it, it does not require a lot of heavy uh, mental lifting on a day like today because the people for whom I feel the sorriest, and I'm just one guy, this is not some scientific uh, survey that I ran prior to the show, but the people who have to work in customer service, anybody who has to deal with the angry members of the public, I have such a great deal of sympathy for those people, and I do have a suggestion, and maybe those of you in the customer service field would care to uh, agree or maybe disagree with what I'm going to say. My little technique calling customer service is I try to make it very clear, look, this is not personal. It's strictly business. This is not personal. This is really about business. And I know you're not the one who made a mistake. I know that you are not the person at fault. We are on the same team. And together, you and I are going to come to a satisfactory answer. And what I found over the years is that if you enlist the person in customer service as a member of your team, you tend to get better customer service than if you come on like gangbusters and very uh, rude and obnoxious and almost uh, uh, an expectation, if you will, that you're going to be treated like royalty. 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN, because I'm sure we've all seen people at the customer service desk be relentlessly and ruthlessly abused by people who believe that somehow they had an entitlement to abuse somebody doing customer service. And I don't think that's a good way to go. It's not going to solve your problem. And I'd love to hear from those of you in customer service on how we can get better customer service, especially in this era of uh, thank you for calling XYZ. Please pay attention as our voice menu options have recently changed. And I've pointed this out before. Every single voice messaging option in America changed at exactly the same time. <laughs> it's like you can't catch a break. But if you do customer service, how would you suggest that those of us who are schlubs on the other end of the phone um, uh, are able to make good contact and good impressions upon you? I like that question very much. And what is the job that you have had that has been the single most unappreciated, underappreciated, and wretched job in terms of, well, you know, the abuse you've had to take from individuals who perhaps have a little bit of an entitlement attitude? And I would like to furthermore expand the question. I clearly put a lot of thought into this. This has been on my back burner for a while, but... I happen to believe, and I, I've said this, I think, every show for the past week at least once, that since the pandemic, people's patience, I've never seen it so low. And understand, I am no different than you are. In fact, I would say under ordinary circumstances, you have a better sense of patience and understanding with people than do I, okay? Patience is not exactly a strong suit with me. It's something that I need to work on. And, and frankly, it is something on which I've worked over the years. But one of the things that I think is key, and I'd love to hear from people who do customer service for a living, 
Um, I would love to hear your experiences about how we, as the buying and consuming public, can get better results from customer service. And I think the most important thing there is, and again, you may have a differing viewpoint on this, and that is fine, but I think the most important thing there is is to enlist the person who is in a position of power, a position where they can actually help you get them to believe that they are on your team, that you are coming at the man together. 803 0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Talking about, obviously, customer service and how we can be treated better, I was going to say as customer servants, but how we can be treated better when we have to call and make uh, an appointment. And one of the things that uh, I think is appreciated, and again, I you might want to correct me on this, but one of the things that I think is appreciated by customer service people is all day long, they have to ask people the same question, especially uh, doctor's offices are absolutely notorious for this. What is your date of birth? So you always... Any conversation that I've ever had with a doctor's office over the last five or seven years has been, yes, date of birth is da-da-da-da, and then here's the last name. And then they have instant access to at least some of what your charts and information uh, is going to contain within it. But have you had a job where you have felt so incredibly maltreated? And I don't mean... Uh, I don't mean uh, male as in gender or gender reassignment. I mean male as in uh, maltreated, like bad treatment, like almost male practice, if you will. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. And I'm a big believer and I would love to hear from those of you who work in customer service. It might be at a hospital. It might be at a doctor's office. It might be at a tire store. Just don't name the name of the place if you would be so kind as to not do that. But um, you've got to be able to enlist people to be your allies in helping you to fight the war. Because anybody who's working customer service, they know Okay, they know that, well, let let me just backtrack. You should know that many of the people who call in, and, and you can hear them yelling on the other end of the phone, they're not exactly nice to people in customer service. And it's only human nature if somebody is not treating you with, I don't want to say some degree of deference, but some degree of just basic human uh, respect. Um, you, you, You need to convert that person to your cause. At least that's my personal opinion. What is the most what is the most least appreciated job you ever had? What made it that way? And what suggestions would you offer to people to convert customer service personnel into the cause of you so that you become the most important person in the entire universe to them? 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. And uh, getting back to the whole car wash thing, folks, I'm not making this up. I I, when I when I tell you that people would literally 
reach into their wallets and they'd snap out a fresh five or ten or twenty dollar bill back when that was actually real money. You know, you you thought that you were going to get a nice big tip. You thought that you were going to be taken care of very very well, and then at the end of it, it turns out that eh, not really, not not really. And you might have found yourself going above and beyond the call of duty all for nothing. And speaking of underappreciated jobs, those of you who do ride sharing for a living, we're not even going to talk about the concert and people walking over the Skyway, which is just freaking me out big time to even think about that. But those of you who uh, do the ride sharing for a living, are people generally cool? Are people generally okay with you? Or do you find yourself oftentimes uh, uh, treated like the the hired help, if you will? 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. And in case you want to know, I feel 200% today, but the, uh, the voice thing is still at it. Good news is I'm off next week, and uh, hopefully by the end of next week, everything will be back to its normal fluidity and excellence. Let's go to uh, Mary in uh, Attica on WBEN, hopefully on the right side of Attica. Mary, you are on WBEN. Welcome to the show, my love. Thank you. Um, my son worked um, for with um, doing things for uh, customers for quite a while, and in college he put, he was an assembler. He would, like, put things together that would come in in boxes, and one of the things was bikes. And he said the only, he, of course, had customers that would come in with this and that, but they didn't like about the bike. But one um, person came in, it was, like, totally destroyed, and he said, I got it like this. <laughs> And he said, no, you didn't. He says, yes, I did. He said, no, I mark every bike that I put together somewhere on the bike. And it didn't go out of the store like that. It was obviously it. he had hit, you know. But he says, his said that the best thing was be honest. He said he had another customer come in with a broken bike, and he said, can you do anything for me? I ran over my kid's bike in the driveway. He says, I can't afford to buy a new one. Is there anything you can do for me? And he went, he always had sometimes extra parts and stuff left over. The uh, people that ship them would, you know, accidentally put in extra parts, so he would save them. And he told the guy to come back in an hour, and he thought he could get the bike serviceable, and he did. And he said he felt so good for that. Well, well, that's that's outstanding. Now, did did your son offer any uh, larger tips for how we can improve our customer service as uh, individuals in need of other human beings? Because let's face it, we are not all experts at putting stuff together. We're not all experts at bikes or putting together furniture or stuff like this. And you need an ally on the other end of that phone. You really do. Yes. Yeah. This was just be honest about it. If you need some help, he was glad to help. But don't tell him that, you know, he had done it wrong. <laughs> because obviously that's what he did day in and day out as opposed to the ordinary person who might assemble a few bikes over the course of an entire lifetime. Right. 
So what is, what is your son doing now? Um, he left the he, <laughs> the service uh, working at stores, and, and now he's got a job in um, industrial um, manufacturing. Very, very interesting. And I, I'm, I'm sure the working conditions are much better, or am I leaping to an unsavory and untrue conclusion? Oh, no. He, he likes working with just a small crew and not having to deal with the public, unfortunately. Hmm. Small crew sounds rather criminal to me. Um, thank <laughs> you. America, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> I was gonna. I wasn't gonna go there. I was thinking more like Lewisburg, but uh, that's another story. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, great call. Talking oh, about okay. uh, the jobs okay. that you or a loved one have had where you have been totally un or under appreciated. And my worst one was the car wash and the people who would pretend they were gonna give you a tip. All along, they knew they were just playing games with you. Oh, there's a special place in Hades for those folks. Back to the calls on WBEN. Vicki in Chictawaga. Vicki, you are on. Hello. Welcome to the program, my love. Hello. <laughs> so I am an Uber driver. I do it most of my spare time when the kids are at school. And I've never had a ride that was bad. Conversations in my car get to be kind of funny. Kind of reminds you of taxi cab confessions at times. <laughs> but it's, it's an enjoyable, I would recommend people to do it. I have no fear, but I don't know. <laughs> well, okay, let's talk about uh, being somebody who offers people rides, strangers into your vehicle for a living. What are some of the biggest concerns you have, presumably as a woman who is driving alone? I don't really have many. I've never felt threatened or anything, so I don't think I really have many concerns. I drive mainly in the daytime. If it's dark, I'm usually not out driving, but that's the false safety of the light. Make, you know, daylight makes you safe, but it works for me. <laughs> okay, understood. And How the long? Best, the best rides are on Sundays for the Bills games. Oh, my gosh. The people going to the games, what fun rides we have, and it's, so much fun, and everyone—they're Well, this this might be a very very stupid question, but uh, they are upbeat because they're looking forward to a Bills victory. They're looking forward to hanging out with their friends. A Sunday off of work. Are you able to articulate that a little bit better? A lot of them are hanging out with their friends. It's usually families trying to get everyone together at one place there. But, yeah, and usually for the victory, after the games, I usually am not out for that, so I don't know how they are if, if after losing. <laughs> Did you just say you med out? Pardon me? Did you just say you med out? No, no, I said I don't go out. Oh, I thought you said you met it out. I'm like, wow, she's, she takes her tranquilizer seriously. <laughs> no, not takes at all. <laughs> football very seriously. Um, the, what, what, is, what is the biggest, um, when, when you pull up to somebody who's going to be getting into your car as a ride share driver, and we're not even going to talk about the concert over the weekend and people walking on the Skyway, like I said, but do, do you know right away who is going to be uh, a problem and who isn't going to be a problem do you do you do a little bit of profiling a little yeah a little bit you could tell if they're you could tell their facial expressions it's a smile and then you know you're okay 
some people getting grumpy, but then you ask them what their problem is and kind of do a little counseling on the road, I guess. <laughs> very, very interesting. And, and I'm sorry, for how long have you been doing this? Three years now. And how about the money? Is it worth it? Oh, yeah. My husband laughed at me when I told him I was going to do this because he's a, he's a steel worker, so he works quite a bit of hours. But he was laughing when I told him I wanted to do it, so he bought me a smaller car, and I was like, okay. And when we went to do our taxes the first year, he goes, what the hell happened here? Because our tax bracket went kind of high. My first year out is about 35000 I made. Wow. Well, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's nothing to sneeze at at all. No, people are very giant tips and all that because of your personality. That's what they're paying you for. That's the tip part is where you actually make the big money. Which reminds me, I forgot to tip the guy on Saturday night. I'd best go back to Uber and take care of him. Thank you for reminding me. I totally forgot. Usually, usually I'm right on that, but uh, it just dawned on me. I never gave I never gave Roger a tip. Roger in his white Silverado pickup truck. Sorry about that, Roger. I apologize. Then happens often. It's my surprise when you're like, "Oh, okay. I guess I got more money coming." <laughs> so, do do you notice it? I'm kind of curious about this, but uh, like somebody, and I'm sure this has happened to people listening to the program, where we have the best intentions of taking care of our rideshare drivers, but we get dropped off. We start getting into the partying mode, and one thing leads to another, and we wake up on the floor, and we forget to tip the person. Does that happen a lot? Oh, yeah. I've, yeah. I've picked up people fully blasted, and they're like, oh, I'm going to tip you good. And I'm like, okay, no need to, but have a good day. Get some sleep. And then days later, it'll pop up. And, it's usually, well, and then picking up people even after they're downtown Buffalo and everything, and it could be daytime drinkers. And everyone's just always upbeat, and they're thankful that we're here to do this. And I always thank them for not drinking and driving and telling them they did the right choice. And it's usually really good conversations. And and then sometimes you get the same person, you'll pick them up a second time, and it's, oh, how's the kids? And they start talking about their family and our family. You know, everything picks up where we left off. That's. It sounds like a very, very interesting way to meet people and to interface with the public. I mean, I've got the barrier of the telephone between you and, and myself, but you actually are in the car with somebody face-to-face or uh, back of the neck to the eyes, whatever the case might be. <laughs> uh, you must meet a lot of very, very interesting people. I Oh, yeah. There's, there's all different all different kind of people. It's Always, and a lot of out-of-town people, when they come in, it's like, welcome to Buffalo and go Bills and pushing all that on them. But it's, it's for the majority of it, everyone's just, everyone, we're all the same. We're all just trying to make a way, and they get it, and they're, you know, they'll ask me questions about being an Uber driver, and do I feel safe being a woman? A lot of people get excited because I'm a woman. When other women get in the car, they feel safer, they say, because I'm a female driver picking up a female. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Understood. Understood. Thank you uh, kindly. I appreciate the phone call. I want to hear from some other uh, Uber drivers and Lyft drivers and other rideshare drivers uh, in general because that that intrigues me. The idea that uh, people, strangers, are coming into your car, into your uh, wheeled domicile. I find that fascinating. 
I'm easily amused, clearly. Uh, thank you kindly. I appreciate the call. We'll take uh, more calls on this uh, after the news at uh, 3 o'clock. Uh, show's going by like lickety-split. I knew it would. I have been dying to do this topic. Underappreciated jobs, the most underappreciated, undervalued job you've ever had. And those of you who are uh, driving for the services, what is it like? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.